What's up? This is your podcast. This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live, baby. Wednesday night, August 28th. We in here. This is yeah. the first record. <laughs> can, I, can I excuse me? Can I announce you? <laughs> Can I was I, just being I, supportive. I, I, I was just being you? a... Ch- okay, go ahead. Can I introduce you before you get on the microphone? Yes, we are live, <laughs> baby, in the flesh. We are got this thing up and running. It's been months and months, but we are finally up and running. And I couldn't... I couldn't um, do this without first giving a thank you to my lovely wife who got this whole thing working because I was over here <laughs> looking at every YouTube video on YouTube <laughs> trying to figure out how to get this thing rolling and introduce my first guest, Miss Kenya Barrett. Hey, people. What's up? <laughs> how are you doing tonight? Is that a phone ring? Oh, no. That is my glass. <laughs> I hear everything in these headphones. That is the Ciroc with two ice cubes. What are you, you drinking? The same thing. The same thing. So without the ice. Hold let me the just ice. paint the picture for the people out here. So it is about eight o'clock at night. We are in our living room, sitting at our dining table. Um, our son is sitting on the couch, just watching us record this podcast, and we're just sitting at the table with. We got a bottle of the what is this? Peach Peach Ciroc with some fruit punch, uh, Minute Maid. And we just at a table just talking. You know what I mean? Just out here just talking. So let's give uh let's start from the beginning. Okay. Um, where do we meet at? Do you remember? I do remember. Okay. We met at the Park Small. Mm-hmm. What year? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you remember? It was 2002 spring break, so that must have been like April. Was it spring break? It was, it had to be, because that's. It wasn't like Christmas, or nah, it wasn't, oh, okay. Because I came, I came, I didn't, I was in college, but I wasn't going to go all the way home. So the only reason why I even came to Dallas is because one of my, one of my boys was from here, and I didn't want to go all the way home. Mm. Best trip ever. Was you met it? your wife. Boom. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. It, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, but yeah, I met you in the park small. And I just simply fixed your collar on your shirt. Why would you touch on why would you be touching on somebody you don't know? Because I didn't want you walking through the mall looking like that. I Once know, my man. best friend said, Hey, you know, she spoke to you. She's like, Hey Dante, how you doing? I was like, Okay, he must be okay. And I just seen you, you were just disheveled, you know. I looked this show. You did. What? Your collar wasn't I, right. Listen, back then, that was 2002, popping collars was in. Like that yeah, was a, if you that do the whole a, thing on both sides, but you only had one side up, the other side down. I was trying to switch it up. I was switching no. the game up. <laughs> I was switching the game up. That's what I was do doing. Do you remember how you looked at me after I did that? Yes, I gave you the stank eye. Like, why is she putting her hands on me? Why is she touching me? The, you, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> you don't put your hands on people you don't know. Your mm-hmm. mama ain't never taught you that? You don't put your hands on I put me. my hands on whatever I want. Mm. Okay, then. <laughs> don't forget we got the son listening. So be careful. <laughs> but, okay, so yeah. But yes, that was 2002. And we are 2019. That's almost 17 years. 
wait, let me correct that. What? I didn't want you back there. I was just trying to help you out. Listen. I was just trying to help Listen. you out. I was trying to help you out. We know Listen. how that night turned out. Listen. I was simply trying to help you. How did the night turn out? I could not get you out of my house. Am I right? You are wrong. Am I right? You are wrong. Okay. You know how when people be like, could y'all uh please? I, you know, if I you might have started like, could you, could you all please leave? But at the end, I was like, you guys need to leave. I am ready to go Who to you bed. Guys? You and my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want us to leave. That tells you right there. You didn't. Want I did. Us to leave. You did not. I did. I had. We was having too much fun. No, we were. We was having too much fun. Okay, but I was still ready for you to leave. <laughs> okay, so fast forward. Okay. How do we get? To, how do we get to where we are now? <laughs> the Lord only knows. <laughs> I still ask myself that same question. She couldn't get enough of me. That's what it was. No. <laughs> he was supposed to be just my best friend. <laughs> Don't Supposed to. Yeah. But what, what happened? happened? I have no idea. <laughs> it's a daze. It's a what? It's a daze. It's a daze? Yeah. How is it a daze? I don't know. What You tell me what happened. So what happened was um, <laughs> we stayed in contact. You know, we stayed. We remained friends. Um, I think like two weeks, maybe a month after that first encounter, mm-hmm. me and my boy Derek, we came back <laughs> to Dallas because we were oh. doing a comedy competition. And I was like, Yo, we ain't need to get in a hotel. I know somebody that's cool as hell. She'll let us sleep on her couch at least until the morning. So <laughs> what happened? How'd it turn out? <laughs> I knocked on the door. No, that's not what first you. I called. I called and, and left you a message and said, hey, we're going to be in town. Uh, just wondering if we can stay on your couch. I didn't get a, I didn't get a return <laughs> phone call. But Clue that number one. That didn't stop me. So I just kept on coming. So we came down. Came on to to uh, Dallas from Houston. We drove from Houston. <laughs> I don't know how, but somehow I remembered where you stayed. And then we went back to the house. We jumped your little back gate and knocked on the door. That's after you all had been at the gate blowing the horn. We was blowing the horn? Yes. Oh, snap. I don't remember that part, but okay. And it, okay. Was, it wasn't like 10 o'clock at night. It was like late. Like what? Like when? Like twelve thirty one o'clock. Why you didn't answer the door? Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> so you really want me to tap in? Why you? Okay. Not, why you didn't answer the door? Don't say you already knew. I had a whole relationship. Okay. I was in a whole relationship, and he was there. Oh, he was at the house. He was came? at the house. Oh snap! And you beating on the door. Why you didn't just say, "Hey, y'all can't come"? I didn't. Oh, you. Listen, anytime somebody doesn't pick up the phone to confirm, like who pops up at someone's house and think you're going to spend the night, not only you, but you have your homeboy with you. And I, I have, just, okay, so we had only hung out one time at this point. Right, but we had such a good time. I just felt, so, <laughs> we did, that's I just the felt point. so close. You had such a good time. I, I tried, so, I couldn't get you out the first time. Why I would I let so, you back in my house? I just felt so <laughs> close to you. So I was like, oh, okay, bad. So, yeah, that's what happened. That was the second time. So, how did we get here? So... I think how we got here, um, we just stayed in contact. We always just remained friends. Were we just friends? Yeah. Or were we best friends? I think in the beginning, we were, we were just friends. Yeah, we were just friends at we the beginning. We were just friends. Because you we stopped talking to me for like a whole six months. 
Why? Why? I don't really remember. I don't remember either. Why did I stop talking to you? Was it because I didn't open the gate? I mean, come to the door? No, nah, because... It was after that, huh? Oh, never yeah. mind. Let's not talk about that. Anyway, so let's <laughs> bring it on up. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but I'm happy that we're here. Yeah, me too. Me too. Here's what I want to know. What kind of... What kind of... Um, this is a question I probably never even asked you before. What kind, what kind of girl was you before I met you? Like, in high school or... You know what I mean? So, in high school... I was always, I was quiet, but I was always part of the clique. I was one of those nice, cool girls, but you just didn't cross me. Um, I had a lot of friends, pretty popular. What else you want to know? I mean, just like, in general. Like. Uh, all my friends were older. Mm. So, I guess what, my sophomore year, I was at Kappa Beach, because my friends had left to go to college. So they were going to Kappa Beach. So I was like, Mom, I want to go to Kappa Beach. My mom really didn't know what Kappa Beach was. I think she had a good idea, but she didn't know. Mm. So, yeah, I was at Kappa Beach, and um, I was just enjoying life. I was having a good time. Just young. I was spoiled. Yeah. Was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was. Are you saying something? <laughs> Do you think I am? Yes, absolutely. You must In a different were. way. What you mean in a certain different way? I'm not the same. I've grown. Meaning what? I was kind of a brat, you know? I'm not that. I'm an and you adult. Think you, you think you changed? I do. You don't? From being a brat to I mean, being I'm a, a grown brat? woman. I, I can take a no. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> can, you take a note? can you take a no? <laughs> can you take a no? Can you take a no? So who were you in high school? So me, I was, I was the uh, Let me tell you, probably the goofy. The no, 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 exactly. no. See, that's the problem. <laughs> I was the goofy, the goofy kid that that uh that hung with the popular kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I think I had like three different lives, right? I think I had three different lives. So when I was real young like elementary junior high um i went through a phase where i wanted to be like a thug where i was <laughs> where i was trying to be thuggish and um uh, and then i went to, through a phase where um i was the goofy funny dude how long were you in that phase um i think probably three years so junior high to your freshman year yeah and then once I got in high school, that's when I became the like the goofy dude who hang with the popular kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's who I was. Oh gosh, I got the goofy dude. <laughs> yeah, I was the goofy dude that hung with the popular kids, cause when I, just to give you a little background, we moved, we lived in L.A., and we moved from L.A. to San Pedro, right? And L.A. is when I was getting my thug on. You know what oh, I mean? When I was you were trying with the white kids, huh? When? In, in San Pedro? Yes. Oh, okay. So. Wait a minute. What were you getting your thug on? In L.A.? With in the L.A.? Kids? Yeah, in oh. L.A. That's when I was out here thugging. Mm. You know what I mean? I had 
Yeah, I was out here thugging then. And then when I we moved to San Pedro, that was my junior high. That was my junior high uh, years. That's when I was being the goofy kid and the funny dude, and mm. you know what I mean. But then after that, after I got uh, being the goofy kid, I went over after junior high. I went to the high school. I went and we moved. Well, I, um, I went to school back in L.A. And then that's how was that? Because you had been San Pedro is a predominantly white area. White, white Mexican, kids. yep. Okay, so you went from that. And then you went to Crenshaw, right? Mm-hmm. What was that like? I felt like I was at home. Oh, really? Yeah, I felt like I was at home. Like, it was like a return of being at home. Because okay. I, was, I was missing that. Like, I wasn't... Um, when I moved, when we moved to San Pedro. It was it was different to have white and Mexican friends. Was it? Yeah, it was totally different. And then when I got back to Crenshaw, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, this feels right. You know what I mean? This feels good. So having that experience, being able to go to school with uh, white and Mexican, and then you went to a predominantly black school, do you think that impacted you or changed you or? What did that do for you? Did it do anything? And would you let your kids, where, where would you prefer your kids go to school at? Because the reason why I'm asking is because a lot of times we move to these suburbs and we move to these areas and then our kids are the only ones that look like, look like them. They're the only blacks in their class. Mm-hmm. So do you think it was an impact on you? Did it, did it affect you in any way? No. I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, the only impact that it had on me is you know, back then, everything was hip-hop. Everything was, you know, swag. Everything is that. And as an adult, like, that's that's in me. You know what I mean? Where as being in a white school, you kind of have to assimilate to the white culture. And I never I never, assimil- I never experienced it. Do you think it. so? Heck yeah. No. I know plenty of people that was black that went to the San Pedro High School was a white school. All of them motherfuckers sound white, talk white, they dressed white. They did everything like just straight okay. white. I and can I was see like, that, but there were also black kids that went to the white schools that stayed true to who they were. Listen, oh, I'm talking. I'm speaking from my personal experience. Uh, okay. okay, so maybe it was different out there in LA, and because I know it was a different field. No, no, because here, majority of I guess the majority of those black kids, well, some of them. Some of them did. Some of them did stay like true to themselves. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that went to their cousin's house on the weekend. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But majority of the dudes who I hang, I hung out with um, in San Pedro, they was like hood. You know what I mean? They was like probably the baddest of the baddest kids in San Pedro. In San Pedro, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was like they was kind of like a little thuggish. Okay, but. Majority of the other ones that was kind of whitewashed or like start skateboarding and doing all kind of white stuff, they was they was <laughs> they was in they was in San Pedro. Oh, okay. It was just it's just it was just a whole difference, and it was like <clears throat> in San Pedro, it was like a little like a little suburb, right? But. There was a mall not too far that, you know, if you wanted to get something, you could get something. In L.A., you know, you kind of like, I, I see I see L.A. like 
they lack a lot of resources mm -hmm. in LA. You know what I mean? So if it's a lot of people that need or are trying to get the same thing, it's gonna run out quickly. We're in San Pedro, like it's several different malls you can go to to get latest shoes. You can go to three or four malls to get this. In LA, they got like it's it's a bigger bigger city than San Pedro. So you got more people trying to get to these same three or four malls that it became like a kind of like a doggy dog kind of city. And they just lack resources and people will like jump you and fight you for like just to get shit. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Survival. And even when, yeah, it's it was like your survival out there. Where San Pedro, it wasn't it wasn't as like you didn't have to be like the freshest kid or dress nice or you know what I mean you didn't have to do all that in San Pedro because you know white kids they don't they don't dress up no way you know what I mean <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> the motherfuckers be with the raggediest clothes but their parents got the most money that's right that's you know right. what I mean so it was it was that kind of deal okay. where in L A you dress bummy and your parents be struggling trying to make it yeah and they be trying to dress the freshest exactly you know what I mean. Mm. So it was Why do you think that is? I think it's um one it goes back to to not having, right? Mm -hmm. So the poorer you are, you always want to make sure you you don't look poor. You don't look like you're struggling. So the more the more the less you have, the more you got to put up a facade that you that you you are right. So you either have to steal or, you know what I mean, or do whatever you have to do just to make sure you didn't look poor. I think that's that's majority of it why people be black or I say more black kids be trying to dress up and dress fresh and be cool and be have the, the end things or whatever come out they gotta have. I think we just direct our energy in the wrong places because had we spent those same hundred and fifty dollars that your mom was buying those Jordans or that someone's mom was buying those Jordans had they bought a savings bond or invested in it or you know did something for them we our community would be better. We put our, our energy into the wrong things. We glorify the wrong things. If you look at the rappers, what are they doing? So we're trying to be somebody that we're not. We're not staying true to ourselves, and we're not educating our kids. We're not raising... Go ahead. But we, I'm just saying, if we don't know that, if you don't know that, hey, I need to put a savings bond. Save, doing savings... And I always, and I always talk about it because I, like, I, like, I was the broke kid, too. You know what I mean? At, mm -hmm. at one point. But... And now it's like certain money moves, certain money moves or certain money things like I be thinking about. Like I'm more of the saving type now. Back then I used to spend all kinds of goddamn money. And I remember I spent $200. It was like I was working at a, um, a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I spent $230 on a pair of Anthony Hardaway's, them air phone posits. That was my whole <laughs> check for two weeks. Just to get those shoes, just to say I was one of the first ones who had. Okay, so you can look at that in a positive way, or you can look at that in a negative way. Which way would you like it? It was negative. It was dumb. It was dumb. Now looking back, but you worked for it. You didn't steal. You didn't. You you said you had a goal. You know what you wanted to accomplish. You went out and you did it. You made it happen. And so if we apply that, just redirect that same energy. Yeah, but buying saving <clears throat> bonds ain't. I mean, no, I'm just saying in sexy. life, in life, as a kid, how old were you? 16, 17? Heck no. Nah. I was, um, 
I was in seventh, eighth grade, you ninth grade. Yeah, my okay. mom made me give me. My mom you made were me, a boy, so you should have had a job. She gave, he made me get a job at in the ninth grade. Well, yeah, you were a boy. I can yeah. see that. So, it was all like, yeah, you working? That's uh, right. It's not no, <laughs> it's not no options. This mm-hmm. this is what you finna be doing. So you gonna make our son work in the ninth grade? So what I want to do is, I want him. I don't want him to work for nobody, right? So. My thing is, if he wants money, I want him to figure out how to make money. So if he gets that early, how to figure out how to make money, he can go and work for himself. And he can start um, opening his own business. So he's in that mood of, okay, if I want money, I need to work for myself. I wouldn't actually have him go and get a job because that's what I the agree hell with I'm that. doing. I, I agree with that. But I think he should still be able to work for somebody for a short amount of time so he can appreciate working for himself because at this point he'll understand it's easier to grind for yourself than to grind for somebody else it's easier to push your own dreams than to push somebody else's i don't feel like he will have that true appreciation for working for himself if he never works for somebody else if he doesn't have a schedule and somebody tell you oh you have to be here at 6 30 you can't go out he doesn't he's not gonna appreciate it yeah my thought is if he's working for himself that's all he knows is working for himself. That's all he knows. So if he if if that's the only thing he knows, guess what? When he gets 25, 30, all he's going to know is, shit, I need to start me a business and work for my goddamn self versus versus trying to go work for somebody, whether he got to just. But we're raising a man. He's a right. boy, so he still needs that experience. I seen my parents. I seen my grandparents. All of them had their own business. I still worked for somebody else for a short period of time. But I knew eventually this is something I just cannot do. This is just not who I am. But I learned, I seen that by example. I learned that by example. I, I seen my parents. I seen my grandparents. So I feel like if we show him that and still allow him to work for somebody else, it will make him appreciate it a lot more when he does get in that position. Maybe, no. maybe not. It's just my opinion. Yeah, no. I'm just I'm tapping in. in. No, I'm just. <laughs> As a I guess, just, because you didn't have I'm anybody in, else no, on just, Wednesday at 830. I'm, <laughs> I'm just in the belief that he needs to. He needs to know how to make a dollar on his own, and I'm like, for it. I'm not arguing that. No, no, no. I'm saying he, I just, I just feel like he needs to learn how to make a dollar on his own, and hopefully, like knock on wood, that by the time he gets to that working force, like I got my own business. He's he working will. for us. We, he, you know he what will mean? have it. So, whatever we doing, that's what he's doing, and he's seeing us actually doing our own thing. That's right. And we don't have to actually go and work for nobody else. We have our own business. So that's that's what I that's what I want to do. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what? Black people um in general, not just not just Okay. Black people in general, right? They don't like I know I know what I wasn't taught, you know what I mean? Um, what is it? Financial literacy, right? Just learn how to fucking use money, mm-hmm. how to use my credit. I wasn't taught that, right? Yeah. So, and everybody always complains, like, "Well, I don't know this. I ain't taught this. I wasn't on it." My thing is, okay, if you don't know it, you have a option. You have the choice to actually change that going forward. So, if you know that that wasn't taught to you, 
now that you are educated or you know well enough that, hey, you wasn't given this information, it's your duty, your job now to get that information and transfer it over to somebody That's else. That's right. And not just, not just continue the cycle. Oh, I wasn't taught it, so shit. Guess what? This motherfucker ain't gonna be taught it. My son or my daughter, they ain't gonna be. That's just to me. That's just crazy to me that you would keep putting, keep like recycling, recycling the cycle. It's yeah. like if I don't know the information, guess what? And I know more. I know more about money probably than my parents do. Yeah. Right. And how to use it, how to manipulate it, how to use it for your good how to make it make more money. Like, I feel like I know it um, intellectually, but now I want to start putting it in action. in action to be able to show like, okay, this is how you, this is how you save money. This is how you make your money, make money for you. Cause I used to always hear people saying, uh, I used to hear people say, yeah, I would, I need my money to make me money. And I used to be like, how the fuck do you make, mm-hmm. how do you like, <laughs> What I, that don't need, that didn't even make sense at a, at one point in time. How do you make your money make you more money? Like what is it doing? And it, it used to be. Go ahead. And again, it's a mindset. If all you see is one thing, so all you know is working for somebody else, getting a check, and using all of that check to survive off of. You don't have any extra to be able to invest and make your extra earn you some more money. So all you, it's a mindset. It's a mindset, and we do pass that on from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. We pass on survival. We don't pass on, oh, I have more than enough. We don't pass on abundance. We operate out of survival. Just having just enough, yes, but never abundance. Of, like Most of us are. Let's just operate out of abundance. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And we don't work together to get there. Like you say, hey, if you know something, you pass it on to the next person, or you pass it on to the next generation. If you look at other races, they truly work together. They will work together to build homes. They will all live in the same home. Everybody will do their part. They're not paying different. Living in the same house. Who? Black people. No, oh no. Everybody (laughs) wants the biggest house. You're going to try to help your cousin on your mom's side and get the biggest house, but you're in financial debt. You're struggling. Your kids have, you don't have life insurance. Y'all can't bury your grandmama because of what? Because everybody's trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And it's like I'm at the point where my my money that I got, like I'm I'm trying because <laughs> <laughs> okay that we have the, the money that I got that I'm tra- <laughs> that I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to way to double that you know what I'm saying by not working mm-hmm. but just putting it in a vehicle to make it make some more money. Make my money work for me. That's that's where that's where I'm at now, and it's like black people survive off of very little money. Mm-hmm. We already know how to survive, yeah. right? So if even if we get a little bit of money, even if we get a little bit of money, why can't we take that and go save just two dollars a week, right? Just save $2 a week. Once you save that $2 a week, okay, now I got $24. Now I got $54. It's like, why we we already we already survive off very little. Why can't we continue to save off that same little? Why can't we still survive off that same little and be able to put money away so we can 
go and invest never, to do if something. If you've never seen somebody put money away, that's not even an option or a thought. You're right. You're not thinking about put. You're not thinking about the future. You're just trying to make it through today. Right. Most people that you know, okay, well, not that you know, but a lot of people are in situations. No, most people I know. <laughs> okay, a lot of people are in situations to where they already have, they already know where their next two checks are going. Those checks are already spent. Already spent. They're already gone. Before they ever hit their bank account, they're already gone. So mm-hmm. you're talking about saving $2. They already spent the, the next two checks. Yeah, but it's, it's, is it on bullshit? Like, that's what you have to you know understand. Is it on oh, bullshit okay, or is it on, like, necessities? I'm sure we can all cut back. I'm sure we can look through our lives, look through our checkbook, look through our bank accounts and say, hey, you know what? I didn't need that. I didn't need that. Starbucks every day <laughs> last week. I really didn't need to spend seven dollars every day last week on Starbucks. You know, I'm sure we can all do that. So, I'm sure there's areas where you can cut back. But if you look at the black people as a race, a lot of them are just surviving. And I'm not gonna even say a lot because there's a lot of middle class, mm-hmm. well educated blacks that are doing well. But there's still a group that's operating out of survival mode, who don't know, who don't have the means. Of a savings because they don't. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a thought. It's not shown to them. They no, you're right, it. and you're right, and I would say, truth be told, until I came to Texas, until I moved to Texas, is when I start understanding. Like, shit, I need to start saving. That's what a wife would do to you. I, <laughs> you don't want to put everything on the wife. But no, I just no. I'm just okay. You, you know what? Not I just even a wife. Say. I'm just saying family. Your mindset shifted. Your mindset shifted. You know, your mindset shifted because you had a different. Your priorities changed, and it wasn't just about you. You had a family. You had a wife. You had a family. So your mindset kind of shifts. You know, you kind of think about, hey, I gotta provide for a future. I want my kids. I want our kids to be good. I want you know generations. Your mindset started to change. Yeah, and and it was also it was like, shit. I know I ain't gonna be making no money forever you know what i mean i've seen old people out here working mm. and i i'm not trying to be the one of these old motherfuckers still trying to get a job and like i want to be doing something else so it's like okay now i'm in the in the uh workforce i need to be putting some money away or figuring out a way to start my own stuff yeah. so i won't have to be applying for a job or working for somebody else it's like i need to figure out because when you in your 20s and 30s is your prime time making your money. Once you get into your 40s, like, you should already be established doing whatever you're doing. Your 20s and your 30s are, is your time that you should be actually, like, settled or be figuring out what you want to do. Once you get into your 40s, if you have to go out back into the workforce, it's it's hard out there. It's hard. I can see that. Because I'm, listen, I've been interviewing some <laughs> some people that it's like, why am I interviewing you? Yeah. And it's just, it's like. So imagine what that does for their ego. Like just their mindset. Like this young guy, a middle-aged guy, or, you know, mm-hmm. is interviewing me. You know, I'm old enough to be his father, and he's interviewing me. I'm having to ask him for a job yeah. to, p- to be able to provide for my family or to provide for myself like yeah it's hard out here it's not hard it's not it's not it's hard it's a mindset it's, it's a mind it's not hard all you gotta do it was well, not all you gotta do but if you 
if you just understand financial literacy or learn how to just pay yourself first, Mm. right? That's all you got. Pay yourself first. Fuck all these other bills. They'll get their money. They're a corporation. They can write it off. Like, pay yourself first. You pay yourself first and then pay them second. Guess who? Guess who gonna have money down the line? You. You what gonna have money down the line, huh? Uh, the richest man in Babylon. That's one of the principles. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Yes. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Everybody go. These other corporations, they can all that money that you owe them or whatever the bills is. As long as you got lights, gas, and a roof over your head, everything else can be negotiated. So is that so is that the advice you're gonna pass down to your to our kids? Like, hey, pay yourself first. Absolutely. How, what are you what are you doing right now? What tools are you giving the kids right now for them to be better than you were in your early twenties? Or what tools what are so you right now, them now? Right now I'm not giving them no game. Right now I'm I not giving disagree. them nothing. I'm not giving them as far as money. I would disagree. But I, but I, if you ask Christopher, I would disagree. No, but listen, <laughs> I do, I do try to just drop little nuggets here and there, right? Just nuggets, <laughs> just like, hey, you know, you know what you're supposed to be doing with your money. Just Are little you nuggets, spend all of that? like, you yeah, don't put some in the bank. Yeah, yeah. just so how do you nuggets. make money? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just little stuff like that. How you make money? Yeah, and I that and I'm just sorry to interrupt you, but no, I remember last year when he was in the second grade, he wrote. They was like, what's the best advice your parents have given you? And he, his response, the paper that he wrote was, uh, buy low and sell high. Mm-hmm. That was the best advice in the second grade that his parents had given him. <laughs> and that wasn't something he picked up from me. I mean, I'm in real estate, but I didn't tell him that. Yeah, <laughs> He got that from you. So I feel like you are still giving, you know, those nuggets, and you're still instilling things into the kids right now. You might... To you, it's nothing, but to them, it's something. And when she asked, what's the best advice your parents have given you? Those kids would have said, don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. <laughs> His response was, buy low, sell high. That's how you make money. <laughs> that's how, that's you, make how money. you make money. That's how you make a profit. And that's what I mean by making him understand that he need to be working for himself. Not working for somebody else. Not clocking in and nobody else's clock him making his own dollar him making his own money him doing what he wants to do what he loves to do and making that a career right he's being able he's an entrepreneur and he don't even know it okay so that way if he want to make some money he got to figure out how to make some money not not depending on hey i'm gonna go work for somebody else and I love it, and it, it's, it's like the 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 whole financial the whole financial game is just that it's a fucking game. Yeah. It's a fucking game, and once you know how to play the game, you can you can win. You can kill that motherfucker. Like, and plus you and your family, y'all love games. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers <laughs> love okay. games. Y'all love games. By any means necessary, we will win. (laughs) Yes. But if you know how to play it, if you think of it and look at it as a game, then you can win. You just have to know the rules on how to play. If somebody don't teach you how to rules, they're going to beat you every time. That's right. But once you learn the rules and you know how to play, you know how to get over, 
and that's all the white people know. They just know the rules to the game. And their parents set they them up for them. success. They wrote they them. Wrote them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then their parents set them up for success. Like their parents, they're not coming out of college with debt. Some of them. A good majority of them. Yeah. I've seen their parents, when they get married, their parents are buying them homes. Cash. Paying for it. So good. Guess what? Guess what that looks like? That's no debt. That's no debt. That's their gift to their kids. Mm. They're buying them houses. And I was like, how many houses? Mm-hmm. Here we are. We're coming out of school with debt. We credit is already jacked up because you didn't got all these credit cards while you were in for school. A fucking t-shirt. For a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't buy a house. You're not in a situation or a position to buy a home. So they're they're not they're debt free. They're buying houses. What what else do they need? Their credit is great. Yeah. Their parents have saved and put money to, to the side for them to be successful. Here's my here's my my advice for tonight. Cause we finna shut it down. Just in the middle of my statement, but okay. No, no that's not, not in the middle of your statement. No, that's, <laughs> that's it. Black people, the oldest person in your family, right? Mm. The oldest person in your family, go out, get an insurance policy on that person. The highest you can find, all the young kids, the grandkids, or whatever in the family, y'all piece up and pay pay for the oldest person in your family life insurance. That's good. Pay for that person. It'll cost you maybe a hundred a piece a month. Right? When that, that person is gonna pass, unfortunately. It, <laughs> it's 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 just inevitable. That person is gonna pass. But if you get enough life insurance on that person for whatever for whatever amount of money, that hundred dollars a month can turn into twenty thousand. Is it 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 can turn into twenty thousand dollars. What that twenty thousand dollars can do, you can take it and invest it in something, in in a business, in your own company. That's a that's an easy way to make you some money in leave your family in a better position that is my advice so anybody who you have some grandparents in your life they're gonna pass away unfortunately yes we love grandma yes we love grandpa go get some insurance on that person all the grandkids if you're 20 to 30 years old you may have to put a hundred and some dollars a month for grandmama, granddaddy. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you $1,200 a month or a year. That 1200 can easily turn into 20000 40000 depending on how many of y'all uh, go into um, go into it together and how much insurance money y'all get and how much, well, how much the policy is, Okay. That is my advice to you. And how healthy grandma is. Because grandma can live a long time. Y'all has to pay that. Yeah, I mean, if she grandma has a lot of medical issues, it's going to be high. If grandma has a lot of medical issues, it's going to be high. But the thing is, you want to try to leave a wealth behind. Mm -hmm. 
and not dead. Yes, good grandma, some some life insurance. Bury grandma with that money. Take that money, invest it in something, put it in a business or something, buy some real estate. That way, that way, your children don't have to worry about burying you. And you just repeat the cycle. After grandma passed, then the your kids, you train your kids to get to get um life insurance on your mama, right? So you can just continue the cycle. So everybody, no matter what that's coming up behind you, is always gonna be financially secure. Or even get a second life insurance policy on yourself while you're younger, and it's not as expensive or having as having to go out and try to get it on someone older. Get it while you're young. Get a second policy while you're young and invest it and you you keep up the payment on it until your kids reach a certain age where they can take over and keep that payment up. That's it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Miss Kenya Barrett. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you for tapping in with us. Um this has been the first episode of the Tap In podcast. Um thank you Chris for Taking a um, what is the feature? <laughs> yeah, thank y'all for tapping in. If you want to send us any questions or anything that you want to add, t- is tap t a p n podcast at gmail dot com t a p n podcast at gmail dot com. Send us some questions. Holla at your boy. Peace.